Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to Exceptional Women on Magic 106.7. I'm Kendra Petroni, and today we're going to talk with actress Holly Robinson-Pete. She is known for her roles as Judy Hoffs on 21 Jump Street and Vanessa Russell on the ABC sitcom Hanging with Mr. Cooper. But you can actually follow Holly and her husband, Rodney Pete's hectic lives as they attempt to balance raising four kids, including one with autism, running their Holly Rod charity, and spending time with Holly's 81-year-old mother, Dolores, who moved in with them after retiring from her career as a talent manager. This is all happening on the new season of Meet the Peets, which is going to air tonight and every Sunday night at 9 on the Hallmark Channel. Good morning, Holly. I have so many things to talk to you about. (laughs) Welcome to the show. (laughs) Good morning. I'm happy to be here. Thanks for having me. Oh, my God. It's my pleasure. I didn't realize that your first experience in front of the camera was when you were only four years old, and you appeared on TV with your dad, Matthew Robinson, who I had no idea was a producer, and actually played the original character of Gordon on Sesame Street. Is that true? Yeah. I, How cool is that? Uh, Can you imagine cool. being five years, four or five years old, and your dad is Gordon on Sesame Street? I mean, that is like the coolest job a dad could ever have. Um, yes, I had no idea. I mean, I... I you know, I'm kind of a weirdo. I love you, so I think I know a lot about you, but I was so blown away by that. What was that well, like it's, as a it's kid? Pretty, it's pretty amazing, and what's even cooler is that this is going to be the 50th anniversary of Sesame Street, if you can believe that. That's amazing, I know. Um, and we got to go uh, back to Sesame Street on an episode of Meet the Peets, so it's like Meet the Peets, Meet Sesame Street. It's oh, that's awesome. It's a cool thing. Uh, so this season, you gotta look, you got to watch that episode. I think it comes on in a couple of weeks. But the the great thing about it is that when I was five, I went on Sesame Street, and I had one line, and I blew my one line. I was no, supposed sir. to say, hi, Gordon, and I kept saying, hi, Daddy. Oh. And it was uh, very traumatic for me at that age, <laughs> as you can imagine. I know. To us, it sounds so sweet and cute. That's that's awesome. Oh, my God. I, it was sweet and cute, like, when you think about it, but when you're, you know, when you're trying to impress your dad, right. and you're trying to... He, and he didn't want me to be on the show because he just didn't like the idea of kids being in show business. So right. that was a really rough day. And so it's so funny. Now, 50 years later, I get to go back and do a do-over. That's pretty cool. Pretty cool. That's a pretty cool start, though. I mean, you've had, you've had an awesome career. But one thing I really loved about you when I was reading that, you know, you said you always wanted to be in show business. You kind of always knew you wanted to be an actress. But you had kind of a normal childhood, which is weird to say, you know, when you get into acting or if you have a family member in show business that young, you would think that, you know, you would just go straight in. You wouldn't, you know, you wouldn't go to school. You probably wouldn't care that much about education, but you did. You went to Sarah Lawrence. You're fluent in French, I think. I mean, I'm lucky that I can function, you know, myself day to day. But do you think, do you, do you think you made a good choice by doing that, sort of going to school, taking a break, and then coming back, you know, as a young, you know, person in your 20s and sort of getting into the business later on? 
Do you think that, that experience uh, the answer, was better? The answer is yes. I definitely made a good choice, and I'm so glad that I did some of those sort of normal things and didn't quit school and ended up going to college. And all that was my dad. So that same dad that didn't want me to be in show business would just be like, you know, I'll support anything you do as long as you get your education first. Mm-hmm. And he was very strict about that. So, so you know, he was like, you've got to do this. Um, and he just really didn't want me to uh, bypass my childhood or be a child mm-hmm. star. So he was always pushing back on that. But the good news is that I was able to go to college and and was able to, you know, really do a lot of normal, typical things. And I think that really helped me a lot, helped shape who I am and made me ready for certain situations. Uh, It's not for everybody to go to college. Not everybody does that. But for me, going to Sarah Lawrence and living abroad for a year, doing a year abroad in Paris and, and becoming fluent in French, and those are all things that I think definitely made me more well-rounded and, and gave me a nice little cultural advantage. And uh, so when I ended up, you know, starting off and going into show business and 21 Jump Street came along, mm-hmm. and that was pretty much uh, the, my, big, my big break, yeah. um, I was ready. You know, I was really ready, and I felt like I had, you know, done everything or done a lot of things by then, by the age of 20 and 21. So I went for it. Um, but I'm so glad I did. I, I'm so glad I went to college and had that experience. And like I tell my kids, it's not for everybody. Right. You know, I have kids that are college age now, and twenty-one-year-old twins, and mm-hmm. one is in college and one is not. So and one is already fine. working, one mm-hmm. is not. But for me, for my experience, I'm really glad that I did took that route. If you're just waking up and tuning in, you're listening to Exceptional Women on Magic 106.7. I'm Kendra Petroni, and we've been chatting with actress, author, talk show host, activist, and philanthropist Holly Robinson-Pete about her long and very successful TV career and the new season of Meet the Peets, which is airing tonight at 9 on the Hallmark Channel. Let's get back to our conversation. So let's let's move on to 21 Jump Street. I mean, you've I'm just looking at your bio. I mean, you've been on some pretty amazing shows. Obviously, we mentioned 21 on Jump Street. But I have to tell you that one of my favorite, I'm 37, and one of my favorite shows growing up to watch, every Friday night, TGI Fridays on ABC was hanging with Mr. Cooper. And I absolutely loved watching you on that show every single week. It was like, and no one watches TV like that. They don't watch, I feel like people don't watch sitcoms the same. And I remember in my house, it was like an event. Every Friday night, we'd sit down and my brothers and I would watch all four shows on the TGI Friday lineup. Back to back, yeah. You know what's really cool? What's really cool about being a part of that TGIF lineup is that all the shows, worked next door to each other. So we were all on the same lot. Oh, wow. And we all shot, you know, we shot usually shot on different nights, um, but we were there all week together. So it was us and Family Matters yep. and, mm-hmm. and Full House and Step by Step. And, you know, awesome. we were able to uh, really experience that together. So I, ironically, I was talking to Lori Lachlan about this because Lori and I both do a lot of work for Hallmark Channel now. Mm-hmm. So we're like, we've come full circle. Yeah. We've been, yeah. We were friends in the 90s. <laughs> we worked together in the 90s. And uh, it's really, really cool. And we really cherish those days. I think it's funny. We always talk about the fact that those were days at TGIF that were, they were funny and they were, mm-hmm. you could watch as a family. Yep. Um, and really, the, the, that's why I think we both reson- resonate so well with um, Hallmark Channel because Hallmark Channel now has so much family-friendly uh, programming right. 
And that's one of the things that I think is really, really cool. And so Lori and I, two, two chicks, two, two chicks, two actresses from the 90s. I love it. Uh, we're, we're, we're back again working with each other on the same network. It's pretty cool. No, I love it. And what, and what you did was pretty remarkable because I, I sometimes can catch reruns on some of the shows on you know some of my channels. And my daughter, who's nine, will watch them with me. And I, I sometimes get nervous and I forget you know, what's in the episode or what kind of material. And then I remember, yeah. oh, no, wait, this was the 90s. The, you know, it's fine. This is actually, there's lessons at the end. You hear the music come in at the end and everybody's yeah. sort of happy. And it's it's nice to watch that. And I, I do kind of miss that from TV. Um, and I, Well, I, you know, also what was kind of fun and brilliant about, about Cooper is that uh, when I go back and watch it every now and then, and, like, well, my kids will binge it on Hulu, or sometimes <laughs> they'll watch it. Oh, yeah. And it still stands up. It's still very funny. Oh, it's awesome. And the irony is uh, my kids uh, went to school with Mark Curry's kids, Mr. Cooper's kids. Oh, yeah. And so my kids are always like, wow, Mom, you know, that show you made with, with Uncle Mark, and we laugh about it. And when they go back to watch it, there's still little innuendo things that are kind of adulty, but mm-hmm. they go right over younger kids' heads. Yep. So it's actually the writing is very brilliant. It is brilliant. In that way. Uh, it's it, actually pretty shrewd. No, it's, it's, pretty, it's pretty timeless. And, you know, speaking of that, you know, working in TV, I wanted to ask you, you know, you know, has the experience for female actresses, you know, we've got so many stories coming out about, you know, missed opportunities for for women in Hollywood. Do you think the experience for female actresses has changed a lot since you've started in the business? Because you, you get to see what goes on behind the scenes and you know how it works. Has it changed a lot since, you know, you started on 21 Jump Street, go fast forward to now. Is the experience different for, for women in Hollywood or has it gotten better? Uh- yeah, I think uh, it's weird. It's, uh, for me, I, always, I had such a, a really cool start. So on 21 Jump Street, I was the only female in the cast, mm-hmm. regular. And it was, and I just relished it. I loved being the only girl. I loved, they t- sort of took care of me, but they, you know, they knew I was very independent. And they, they were um, very lovely to me. I had a really great experience. Um, and then same with Cooper. You know, I was one of um couple women in the cast um, but I think the biggest difference for me is that um, you know there's a lot there's a lot more women that are behind the scenes mm-hmm. I see more women directors I see more women in executive positions and I think that's the biggest difference um, and that helps a lot when you have people who look like you or right. your same right. gender and they're you know behind the scenes and they're pitching stories and they're Green lighting shows. Green lighting shows. It's. I think it's one of those things that really levels the playing field a lot more. So that I see a lot more now. I very, very rarely saw any female directors. Um, that was very rare, and you very rarely saw any female heads of studios right. or networks. So that to me is the biggest change. Uh, but content-wise and being on screen, I feel like um, you know it was really awesome to be. Uh, the first and uh, one of the only African American female actresses mm-hmm. on a uh, one-hour drama. I mean, mm-hmm. that's what it was like um, in the '80s with with Twenty One Jump Street. If you're just joining us, this is Exceptional Women on Magic 106.7. I'm Kendra Petroni, and our special guest today is a woman whose career as an actress dates back more than three decades and has led to her becoming a voice for her father, her son, and her community. Holly Robinson-Pete has been sharing stories about her journey and giving us an inside look at her life and career in the new season of Meet the Peets, which is airing tonight at 9 on the Hallmark Channel. Let's continue.
you know, moving along from, from television, you know, you guys do incredible work with the Hollyrod Foundation. So I want to sort of talk to you about this in two parts. The first one, I wanted to start with the creation in 1997, you and your husband, who was, if people don't know, you know, he was an NFL quarterback, Rodney Pete, my husband loves him. He was so excited. I was talking to you today. He wanted me to ask you all about football. I'm like, no, dude, that's not what the show's about. <laughs> um, so you formed, you formed the Hollyrod Foundation, which originally was inspired by your dad's battle with Parkinson's, you know, with the mission to help improve the quality of life of people who had Parkinson's. And, you know, I know your dad lost his battle um, over the last few years, but have we learned anything new about this disease? Is there anything that we know that can help prevent or just help better prepare people? I mean, what have we learned about it up to this point? Well, we've learned a lot. So when my dad was diagnosed with Parkinson's, it was, I was a freshman in college and it was the early 80s. There was really no Google. There was mm-hmm. no Muhammad Ali or Michael J. Fox to sort right. of guide the way. Um, and so it was a tough, tough time. So we learned as we went. Um, and it was hard. It was very hard. My dad didn't really have um, the advantage of some of the medical and um, scientific breakthroughs. Uh, so, yes, as you mentioned, he's been gone. But he's been gone for 16 years. He's been gone for a while. My, um, I was pregnant with my middle child with him when when um, my dad passed, and so every time I see my middle boy turn a year, I'm like, oh, my gosh, my dad's been gone. But that was back in the day. We didn't have a lot, and so now we know more. And here's the kicker. My brother has Parkinson's now. And oh, so, wow. Oh, wow. Yeah, it really, really was a bummer to find that out, but the difference is that my brother is just like the total antithesis of, my, of what my dad was. In other, in other words, he's way more hopeful. He has the advantage of, you know, having this disease when we know more. And the mm-hmm. number one thing that we know about Parkinson's is exercise is key. Okay. The more you exercise, the more it staves away symptoms, and it really helps you live a quality life. So Matt is living his best life with Parkinson's. He's doing boxing. He's, he's uh-huh. uh, bike riding. He's doing everything he can, and, and that is the number one the number one thing that we've discovered. So that's really cool to see that he's taking advantage of that. Although I will say it's just, it's not, I was very disappointed to, to have to I'm be sure. dealing with Parkinson's again in my life. But um, he's, he's pretty amazing. And I love watching him. He's such a great inspiration for other people with Parkinson's. And he's on Meet the Peets, which is great. And he talks a lot about it on, on the shows, which is awesome. Well, you know, you, you've actually connected with me and you didn't even realize it because the second part of what you do at the Holly Rod Foundation is connected to autism. You know, your son RJ was diagnosed with autism. I have three kids. I have an eight-year-old daughter and I have two boys who are five and six and they were both diagnosed with autism, both uh, very early, like around two years old, we, we kind of knew. And your foundation has been, it was one of the first ones that I noticed and that I went to to sort of connect with because I didn't know anything about it. I didn't know what I was doing. I was felt in over my head. It was such an uphill battle emotionally, educationally, even physically, you know, so I wanted you to sort of share what do you, what's your advice for parents like yourself and even for like me who maybe are struggling with the early diagnosis itself. What advice would you give to them when they're first discovering well, if they have symptoms? Well, the first symptoms? thing I would say is that um, it's, every, it's going to be okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's right. what no one told me. Uh, when I got the diagnosis in 2000 that R.J. had this, this disorder, it was, I was much like when, when we were dealing with Parkinson's, we didn't know anything about this thing. Right. There was no awareness. There was no, not a lot of people out there talking about their experiences. Um, so it's going to be okay, and you need to roll up your sleeves and advocate like mm-hmm. crazy for your kid. 
You're going to be the person that advocates for them. You need to build a team around your child. Team RJ is full of people who are going to be here when we're not here to help him. Right. Um, and the most important thing is that you take also, you know, you do a lot of research. And the good news is, is there is so much more information out now, and there's so many people that are sharing their stories. And that's where I got so much of my information from, other parents, other families sharing their stories. Um, there are great books out. There are people like myself who, you know, talk about it. And so when you talk about something and, and there's awareness of it, it makes you feel less alone right. and you have somewhere to go, somewhere to, to, to ask questions, somewhere to see an example of a kid that's told they're not going to do anything and then he ends up working and he's, doing, he's living his life. So right. these are possibilities and things that, you know, I didn't have growing up or I'm sorry, that I didn't have when RJ was diagnosed. So that's one of the reasons why we wanted to share our story, because we knew that families uh, out there didn't, weren't seeing a whole lot of uh, people talking about autism. And I have to say, you know, you've, you've written a lot of books, but one of them I own, it's called My Brother Charlie. You co-wrote it with your daughter, uh, Ryan, and I actually read it. She's RJ's twin. Correct? Is she uh, Ryan and That's RJ? correct. Yep, she's RJ's twin, and, and we did co-write this. I love this book. Mm-hmm. It's really a great opportunity to talk about uh, what autism is at a very early age. Mm-hmm. So it starts early with kids that you know are in are in preschool and kindergarten, and just finding out what autism is for them at an early age stops them from having the stigma and really mm-hmm. co- spreads compassion, understanding, and empathy at an early age. And so Charlie is a cute character. Um, and Callie and Charlie, the two characters in My Brother Charlie, you know, support each other. But then Callie, you know, gets her playdates ruined. And so there's a little reality check in right. there. But I definitely re- recommend My Brother Charlie to any family who's just getting the diagnosis to give to a sibling or to take to school to help mm-hmm. explain to other kids what exactly autism um, can be. Yeah, and I was going to say it actually helped for my daughter because I know it was a struggle explaining it to her. You know, she felt like, why, sort of, why is this happening to me? Why is it happening to my brothers? Why doesn't anyone yeah. else understand that I can't go to the park with my brothers like someone else if, you know, when they're early on and they don't understand not to run out into the street and explaining little things? Your book, honestly, we read it every night. Every single night, you know, my kids, are, they're nine, six, and five, and I, I honestly thank you because I have not seen one other book like that out there for families that are going through what my family went through and what your family has gone through. So I just want to say personally thank you because what you've done means a lot to me and my family. So it, it really, I appreciate it. I think well, you're, Kendra, you're amazing. Thank you. <laughs> and let me tell you, and also let me tell you, you need to check out our other book, um, Same But Different Teen Life on the Autism Express, because it's about preteens and middle school, um, and it's definitely sort of the next version of, you know, Charlie goes to middle school in some ways. And I think you would really like it, and now's a good time. Even though your, your, boy, your kids are, you have two boys and a girl? or you have? What do you yes, a uh, daughter and then two sons that are younger, yes. Right. So, you know, you guys are kind of young, but still, definitely read that and be great for your daughter to read because oh, we'll she would uh, really, really sort of see the next sort of, the next chapter, if you will. Um, And all of our experiences are different, of course. It's just my experience, and it's folded in with other experiences that I've, of families that we've met. But it's important to share this information because, again, I didn't really see any books like this, Mm -hmm. like my brother Charlie or or Same But Different when, when we were 
dealing with this. So it was one of those things that we, we felt like we wanted to share the information that we had with our life. Well, before I could talk to you for hours, but before we let you go, I obviously you have to talk about Meet the Peets. It's the second season. It's going to air tonight at nine on the Hallmark Channel. What is it like working, you know, or filming a show with your family? I mean, is it? I always wondered with reality shows with actual families that are working together. You know, is it insane behind the scenes, or is it something you love doing? <laughs> you know, because I look at my family and I'm like, I don't know if we could ever do that on camera. We would kill each other. I don't know. <laughs> you I'll tell you it is a little bit insane just because people are in your house and you know but you kind of get used to it and then the kids understand that the the value of the show like they really get it and when they watch the show back they enjoy it they laugh at themselves they 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 uh, really love the message of the show uh, but yeah it can be a little hectic but remember this is Hallmark Channel so this isn't right. it's not Bravo it's not Lifetime it's not we or you know some of those other other networks that really their shows are all about conflict and they're very conflict driven. You're not going to see any tables flipping. You're not going to see yeah. anybody cussing <laughs> anybody out. It's very family friendly, family oriented, much like we talked about with Hanging with Mr. Cooper, mm-hmm. where all the family can watch. Um, and then, you know, you've got my mom who's 82 and she's dating now. And, oh, boy. And, you know, you've got, you know, Rodney and, and the kids. And you, you see RJ, you see Ryan, her two, his twin sister, and the two other boys. Um, and so it's fun and it's light, but it's also about giving back. Mm-hmm. And it's also about, you know, this family that rallied around this kid with autism and mm-hmm. what his possibilities are. I mean, RJ was told all these things he would never be. Yep. And then yep. to look up and see him working and to see his life and see him thriving, he still has his issues and still has his stuff that he has to deal with. But to be able to see what the family, how the family rallies around and, and is on team RJ is, I think, a really important thing to see on TV because we don't see a lot of representation of autism on television. You're right. Um, um, and so it's important to see that. And we're really just so excited that Hallmark Channel really gets um how uh, crucial it is to see this family on TV. So the answer to the beginning of the question is yes, sometimes we get on <laughs> each other's nerves and sometimes it's, we're like, oh, we don't, you know, we don't always want to work with your mom or your kids or your brother. Right. But in the end, like what we see and what, we, what we're able to document is really worth it. And it's just, it's awesome. So we're really enjoying the, the process. We got to go on an RV trip last Sunday and it is one of the things that, you know, I've wanted to do my whole life. And uh, it was really fun, and we had a great time watching it. So I'm looking forward to sharing the, you know, the rest of the season with everybody, and I think you're going to see some really fun shows and gather your family around. Well, honestly, well, thank honestly, you, thank Holly, you for, for, everything. for everything. I mean, you've been such a voice, I know, for me, for my family. You know, the work you're doing for so many families that are struggling with Parkinson's and, Parkinson's and autism, I mean, you're just, you're just wonderful. And if you ever come to Boston, you have to come to Magic 106.7 because I have to meet you in person and hug you. I absolutely oh, you love you. For sure, we should. We should, for sure. And good luck with those, for those babies. I know it's a handful, but it you is. got this. I love it. Well, thank you, Holly, so much for being on the show. We appreciate it. You got it. Take care. Same to you. Thank you to Holly Robinson-Pete for sharing some insight into her life and amazing career with us this morning. You've become one of the most trusted advocates for consistent and reliable education, outreach, and support for both Parkinson's and autism. It has been a true pleasure having you as a guest today. I'm Kendra Petroni, and you've been listening to Exceptional Women on Magic 106.7. Remember that exceptional women are everywhere. We talk to celebrities and authors and CEOs, but we're also interested in your neighbors, coworkers, and friends who are 
are quietly making an impact in their communities. Email us if you know someone you'd like to suggest. We'd love to hear from you and be sure to join us every Sunday morning at 7.30 for another edition of Exceptional Women. Have a great day, everyone. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.